now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Most kind, righteous, and everlasting Father, Lord, we give you thanks and praise for your loving kindness and your tender mercies. Lord, we are gathered once more in your presence to break bread together, my Father, and I pray that you will be in the midst. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will take control of this message and that you will teach us what it is that you want us to know in this hour. My Father, you are the eternal teacher. You are the one who leads us into all truth, my Father. When we, by our own strength, teach ourselves, my Father, or others, we fail because we are filled with sin and corruption. But you are the only wise God, my Father. And so we look to you for the teachings that cometh from heaven. My Father, we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. Let this message be an eye-opening to those who will hear. Let it convict, let it correct. My Father, let it become a light that these people may walk in my Jesus. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you may take full control and that you may have your mighty way with each and every one of us. Let this seed go down into our hearts my father and may it fall on fertile soil my Jesus may it stay a while and bring forth much fruit Lord God we ask you heavenly father that you may may do the plowing of our hearts my Jesus because only you will receive the glory we give you honor and praise in your mighty name amen welcome beloved saints of God welcome to today's message and the topic for today's message is reconciliation all right and um we're going to be looking at matthew four, five matthew five verse verses um 23 to 24 all right matthew 5 verse 23 to 24 and um, this message <laughs> was, you know, one day I was reading the Bible and it just popped up so clearly to me because I've read it a lot of times. But, you know, that is how the Holy Spirit works. There are times when we, he just highlights a particular uh, message that he wants us to know and he wants us to know in that hour and so he highlights it and he makes it so easy for you to understand i don't know if you guys have ever experienced that but you've read the bible a lot of times and then that that one verse that you've always read suddenly the light you know there's a click in your mind and you just understand and so that is what happened with this message and so that is what I want to show you guys today what the Holy Spirit has shown me well it is visible but our understanding may be blurred right it is everything here is visible 
right for those who have eyes to see but at the time i was reading i i I didn't have eyes to see but now that the lord has given me eyes to see this verse i want to elaborate on it with you guys and maybe you know it can be a blessing to you because it has been a blessing and so and so for me i i now understand the power of reconciliation and we know that that is a major um it is a major hurdle for us humans because we don't want to reconcile right we don't want to be the first to to reconcile but here in Matthew 5 verse 23 the Lord is telling us that we as Christians as children of God we should be the first one to make a move for reconciliation and for me that is that is really hard because you know um, the thing is that if somebody has done something right to me what the Bible is saying here is that I should be the one first to be reconciled to that person, right? So we cannot allow petty things like these to get us in the to get in our way between our relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. These are petty things, and we cannot allow petty things to corrupt our hearts. Even petty things the devil uses saints of God he uses petty things to bring forth a little seed remember oh Shia remember that um the the Bible says that the 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 mustard seed have you ever seen a mustard seed saints of God it is so tiny it is very very small but when that that thing is planted it, it if you see a mustard tree it is so mighty but the seed is the smallest. That's why the Bible says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, if you see, if you've ever seen a mustard seed, you will understand what I'm talking about. And if you've ever seen a mustard tree, you will know because the seed, if you do the comparison, it's like, it's a miracle. How can a tree come from that size tree come from that little seed and so what i want to say is that the enemy he uses small things as small as just as how glory to god f a just as how the lord says that if we have faith as small as a mustard seed we can move mountains now if satan you know satan likes to follow after our lord jesus everything that he does he likes to follow he likes to copy because he's not an originator he doesn't he cannot originate things right and so the bible says that if we have faith as small as a mustard seed we can move mountains if the enemy has something against us as small as a mustard seed it can expand as huge as the mustard tree in our lives in our hearts in our souls so when when someone has done us wrong right it's not us we didn't do anything wrong that person you know suddenly decides that they have something against us we are the ones the christians to go and be reconciled with that person that is the meat of the matter now flesh and blood cannot do that on their own it is through the power of the holy spirit i don't know about you flesh and blood but for me no i can't do that 
Because if I haven't done something wrong to you and you decide that you are angry at me, you know, I'm just going to leave you alone. That is my flesh. But the spirit of the living God in me is teaching me that I need to go and say, listen, whatsoever that I've done, you know, you know, whatsoever I've done to you, which I know that I haven't done anything, you know, we come to a reconciliation and we become friends again. We reunite again. So that is what the message is about today. And so, you know, we we cannot do these things on our own sense of God because these are beyond our our nature it is beyond our human capacity but one thing we can pray to the living God right we can pray to the living God and he can help us the Lord knows that that is my weakness he knew that that's why he highlighted that verse to me because the the same thing was happening and so he highlighted that thing and he showed me and I was like okay Lord you know and we have to do the right things we cannot allow because listen when we are children of God when we serve the living God Satan will use those people notice that you know most people who just they wake up and they're hungry they stop speaking to you these are people normally are people in the world so because Satan knows the Bible and he knows that we cannot have things in our hearts. He knew he, he will use a person to just suddenly stop speaking to you. And you're wondering what you're doing. And you say, you know, I haven't done anything to that person. And then you stop. You start to show that person, you know, a, a, different, a different way. You start to act different towards them. Because in your heart... You are saying that, you know, I didn't do anything. So I'm not going to be the one to go. And that is where the seed, that mustard seed of, 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 you know, sin will start to grow. And because our Lord Jesus loves us so much, he tells us these things. And he highlights them in the moment when we need them the most. Because this is exactly what was happening to me. And... You know, I I know I haven't been reconciled to that person as yet, but I don't have anything against that person because I know I didn't do anything wrong. That person, you know, just decided to be angry at me for nothing. But the Lord is saying here that when we bring our gifts to the altar, this doesn't this does not mean when you go to church right our lives listen to this saints of God the Bible says therefore if thou bring thy gift to the altar I want to stop there this doesn't just mean when you go to church and you are on the altar it doesn't just mean that because as Christians our lives are on the altar glory to God Our lives are on the altar. Our lives are a sacrifice to the Lord Jesus Christ. So our lives are on the altar. So because our lives are on the altar, when we remember that someone 
thy brother has heart against thee. So that, so listen, the Bible says that therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, most people will think that when you go to church, right? But here, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean just that because our lives are on the altar already. The moment you choose Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your life is on the altar because you give your life to him. That means your life, glory to God, that means your life is a sacrifice. So you place the life on the altar. That means you are always on the altar of God because your life is a living sacrifice. So you place it on the altar. So you're always on the altar. We've get that out of the way. And he says, and there remembrest that thy brother hath ought against thee. So he says, when you give your life to God, right? When you remember, right? If you know that somebody has heart against you, that means they have something in them against you, right? They decided that you have done something and you know, because some people can have something against you and you don't know. They speak to you the same. They have the same. But you think everything is okay. But that one person, that brother, right? He stops speaking to you. He stops coming around, right? And you know that something is wrong, right? He's not moving the same. And so you take offense, right? And the, le- the devil is in the middle of offense. You take offense, Right? That is how it works. That is how it works with us as human beings. Somebody stops talking to us. They start moving differently. And you, we haven't done anything wrong to them. We take offense like, what? I didn't do anything. So why is he or she moving like that? So you take offense and you get angry. And then that is how the devil works. But the Lord is saying here, that that person who have done aught against you, that person who has had feelings that you've done them wrong and you haven't done them wrong, you be the bigger person and you go and be reconciled to that person, right? That is the way how we as Christians should live. We should be the first one. So he says that you should leave your gift before the altar and go thy way be first reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer thy gift now when we do these things we are children of light when we be reconciled with that person we are children of the living God because the children of the world cannot do these things because we are being the bigger person, right? But as I said, we offer up gifts to God every day. When you pray, when you worship, when you, when you, when you fast, these are things that we offer up gifts, just as in the whole Testament, when they would bring their gifts, you know, their offerings, they would give to the priest, We no longer need priests because we have our high priest in heaven. So when we pray, when we worship, when we, when we fast, these are things, these are gifts that we lay on the altar in heaven. Don't you know that when you sing, 
the Lord inhabits our praises. When we worship, there is a sweet incense that rises up from us that the Lord smells. Just like when they had a burnt offering in the Old Testament. Our, our, our incense is not from burnt you know, animals or stuff like that, but it rises up in the spirit realm that our Lord can smell a sweet savor from us. So when we have things in our heart and we approach the throne of God and, and therefore we know that we are not correct because when we have things in our heart, when we know that a relationship that we have is not right, we need to fix it. That is what the Holy Spirit is saying. Even to me, we need to fix it. When we go to the, when we go to the throne room of God, we shouldn't have anything in our hearts that will hinder us. I remember one time I was praying and you know I had an issue with my with my mother and I went to pray. And as I was praying, the Lord said, the Lord said, um, I should, I should pray and repent because I was angry at her. I should pray and repent and then come back and pray to him. Like, you know, repent first before you come into my presence. That was basically it. And I had to do that. The Lord doesn't want us to come in his presence with baggage. He doesn't want that. Before you enter his presence, you pray about the baggage and you leave that aside. And when you come to give him your gift, glory to God, yes, Lord. When you come to offer your gift, yeah, Shia, ego tasende. When you come to offer your gift, you're offering your gift. You cannot come. That oh Jesus, I love you. You cannot come to offer your gift to the King with baggage, right? That's why he says, "I love you, Lord." That's why he says that you should go. Be reconciled with your brother. And then you come and give your gift. He doesn't want us with baggage. Glory to the living God. He doesn't want us in his presence with baggage. So before, if you say you're going to worship the Lord. And you ha- you're hungry. There's something in your heart that made you hungry. You had an argument first before you come to worship. Before you start worshiping the Lord, you ask him first, say, Lord, you know, I was angry. Take away this anger from me. I don't want to come in your presence with baggage. I repent of sins. I repent of saying this. I repent of getting angry and all of that. And you, you, you accept that the Lord has repented you, has, has repented you of your sins. And then you can worship the Lord. That is the deep meaning of it, saints of God. Don't go in his presence with baggage. Don't go in his presence with offense. Don't go in his presence with this whole thing. He's the Lord. He's the living God. He's the great king. So when we approach him, notice that when, when Abel bought his gift, it was pure. It was, it was, it was the best. But Cain, he brought... He brought he brought the second best to the Lord and the Lord did not accept his gift and so Cain was wroth with his brother he was angry right but the Lord said if you did good wouldn't your gift be accepted 
That's what the Lord God said to Cain. If you had done good, would not your gift be accepted? So therefore, don't get angry because the, when you get angry, sin comes in your heart and sin will rule you. And that's what happened to Cain because he didn't do his best. And God refused because God doesn't accept second best saints of God. So when we as Christians, even if you go into church, what he's saying, even if you're at the altar and remember that is how serious the Lord is, that if you are at the altar to throw your offering and you remember that somebody is angry at you, you didn't do anything wrong. That person this just decides to be angry. He said, leave your gift. Go and find that friend. Be first reconciled with that friend and then come and offer your gift. So what he's saying here is that before you enter into his presence, be first reconciled with that thing that you have, that you have bothering you, that person that you have troubling you, that thing that made you hungry before you entered in his presence. And then when that is done, you come and enter his presence. He doesn't want us with baggage in in, you know, because when, if, when you have an, a, an argument before you go to the Lord, of course you will be angry. Of course you won't worship properly. Of course your mind will be elsewhere. But when you say, Lord, before I come and do my, my praise and worship, I just want to pray and ask you that you may clean my mind. Forgive me that I've said something, that I've had an argument, and you lay that aside. You cannot be worshiping the Lord with double-mindedness, right? One mind is on the, you, you, you half, half the time your mind is somewhere else and half the time your mind is on the Lord. The Lord will reject your gift just as how he rejected Cain's because Cain's was, wasn't acceptable. So when we come in the presence of the living God, we have to be, in our right minds and we have to be in our right hearts right we cannot we cannot be hungry and we cannot be thinking about things that was done be angry with our brother so it is two ways saints of god and this points out to us as 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 christians that we need to prioritize how we approach the lord because he is a great king and how we, how we approach him, how we worship him, he sees. And he looks down and he knows. If you're putting him, if you're putting things above him, he knows. <laughs> he knows that. Don't believe that you can, you can hide. You know, you can, you know, sometimes when we are so caught up, with things of this world that doesn't matter. And when we have done the whole day, we go to the Lord tired. He's not pleased with that, saints of God. He's not pleased. We come tired and in his presence we fall asleep. I'm guilty of that. And the Lord has rebuked me. And I know now that, you know, these things that I'm doing, taking care of my family, the house and stuff like that, those things are not really, those things are not important. My relationship with the living God is more important. So I put God first. When I wake up in the morning, He is first. When I go to bed, 
you know, I speak to him. Sometimes he, he understands that I'm tired. But if you go to, the, to God every day tired, of course he's going to rebuke you. He will rebuke you because he said, don't come in my presence tired. That's what he told me one day. He said, don't come in my presence when you're tired. Because it doesn't make sense. You say, oh, you've done everything. And you say, oh, Lord, I hear, here I am. I give you thanks. And five minutes, you're on, you're, 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 you're on your knees falling asleep. How does that look? That doesn't look good. So the Lord wants us to prioritize our, our time. Make sure that you're putting the living God first. Let the things of the world get behind you. Rebuke them. Say, get behind me. Chores. House, housework, get behind me. Laundry, get behind me. If you are a housewife, say, get behind me. Put the Lord first. And remember that when you go in his presence, don't have a, a baggage of things. If you want to pray for, for things that are troubling you, don't make it be joined to, to your worship time. That is baggage. Right? Because remember, it says that when you come to the altar to offer your gift, right and you remember that you have that something is bothering you that you have something that is not right you go and fix it and then you come and offer your gift that is basically what the bible is saying so when you have these things bothering you you need to fix them first if you have baggage and and you want to get rid of them you pray about that first and you deal with that don't mix that up in your devotion time Say you have 20 minutes for devotion time and that is too short for devotion. That is just getting warmed up. You should give the Lord a good hour, right? A good hour of worship. You need that in your life. Give the Lord a good hour. Make sure that each time you pray, it is actually an hour. These five minutes, ten minutes prayers won't work. Those prayers don't scare the devil saints of God. You need to give the Lord more time. Make sure that you spend at least three hours with the Lord each day. And you will see the difference. So these 20 minutes prior time, you, you put in Bible study prior time and praise and worship in 20 minutes. The Lord won't accept that. That is unacceptable to him. So if you're going to pray about things that is bothering you, 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 you separate that, right? Separate that and say you deal with that. And then you say, Lord, I'm going to do praise and worship now. So you only focus on the Lord at that time, right? After you've done with what is troubling you, the baggage, the thing that has heart against you, right? After you've dealt with that, then you come and offer your gift which is your praise and worship to the king. Now, doesn't that make sense? That is so beautiful. Thank you, Lord. Right? So we need to understand and give God the glory because he's worthy, saints of God. Make sure that you, have, you prioritize your time for the Lord and you should, give it, you should be giving him at least three hours of your day right i try i try each time to make it be a hour bible study a hour prayer and a hour praise and worship you know even if and i'm at work saints of god i'm at work every day right on sundays it is more 
and I, I'm trying to make it on Sundays, on the weekends, to be more time. You know, actually four hours, five hours, six hours if I can. Right? And then I can do, after I've done that, I can do the unimportant things like chores and all of that because the Lord comes first. So he wants us to get rid of those things that has heart against us and before we come in his presence to offer up our gifts and make sure that the gifts that you offer up unto him are first fruits. May the God of the Bible bless you eternally in Jesus' name. Amen.